Welcome back to another episode of Aboutcast. Holy cow, man. We're on a high right now after watching the fifth Attack on Titan episode, The Warhammer. So we're not even going to take the time to kind of talk about this one because if you already know about this, you know how we get down. Uh, an episode review, super, super crazy this time around. Chris, how are you doing, man? Doing fantastic. Oh my gosh. That episode was so crazy. Uh, super excited to talk to you talk to you about it. I know you and I haven't been able to really talk about it in, in depth yet, but I'm glad we get to do it on here. Yes, dude. Yes. I'm still I'm riding that high too right now. And I think that there probably is gonna be a good overlay of uh information and notes that we've both taken. So I'm super excited to get into this. But anyway, sequentially, what we start off with is an interesting play of kind of seeing a little jump back of what Willie's day looked like right before he kind of took the stage. So him saying goodbye to his family and him having a, a trip down to the place with Commander Magoth. And super interesting. I don't know if you picked this up, but I was shocked by how much they expected the attack to happen. Um, were you surprised by that or is it just me? No, I was definitely surprised about that too. Uh, I mean, it does kind of make sense, like given the, I guess the, like the, the level of circumstances, yeah, of, of stuff going on, um, but not to that, I guess, to that extent, how they were, how much they were expecting it. Yeah, very much so, and it was, it was also a highlight of how, um, I guess, how tactical and how just cold they were with lives and maybe this was just kind of looking past the human death for the ultimate benefit of marley but the way that they were saying all right so this is where we're going to put certain people so that they can all get smoked out and just saying like basically eliminating the you know the rats in the system themselves and also positioning people of influence right in the middle to get wrecked the hardest i found that like crazy like Damn, these homies are cold-blooded. And uh, like Magath said, I mean, both, I mean, one, the LEDs are devils, um, but you, we're seeing like Marley and devilism perfectly in this shot as well. And the union of them shaking their hands. Was there anything else you picked up from there? Um, or was it just kind of hammering home the same points of, dude, this is cold and calculated? Uh, yeah, definitely cold and calculated. Like it's insane how how far they're willing to take things uh, just to make a point that like the LDNs are are the evil ones and not us. I, I did think it was really cool to see Magath in a different way because I feel like we've kind of seen him as just this military commander who is just, you know, leading leading the Marlian army to to try and get or to leading the Marlian army to just try and get a victory. Um, and it was kind of nice to see that, like, he actually does kind of have a sp soft, spot, soft spot for the Eldians in a way. Um, just cut by by saying, like, there's, I wrote it down. There's no doubt that the Eldians are the spawn of the devil, and there's no doubt that we are devils ourselves too. So, like, that just kind of shows that, like, he's he understands like what they're doing, and understands like the the level <laughs> of what they're doing as well, and like how much, um, or I guess just how awful it is in my eyes. That's how I saw it. You know, you make a really, really good point where we've been seeing bits and pieces of Magath's humanity in a sense. 
Mm-hmm. And even though the first thing we saw of him was this this cold dude who's telling LUDNs to basically be bullet sponges and stuff like that, there's it's really cool to see the complexity. And I guess they're treating him like everybody else in this universe as far as this final season goes, where uh, we get to see kind of the onion layers of them as a person. They're actually, you know, when I was thinking about it, I think that we learned a lot more than that when I'm looking over at my notes. We actually find that obviously they know that there's a tons of spies in in Marley themselves and infiltrated into the society. Um, one thing that I found interesting is that I kind of got implicitly the information that it's, of course, not only Paradis who are spies in this thing, but it's mm-hmm. other countries who have infiltrated into the society themselves, which I'm I'm thinking, wow, that I mean, that makes total sense again. But I wonder what these other countries are looking for in Marley. Maybe weaknesses, maybe, you know, just kind of old fashioned, like spy, spy war stuff. But uh, I found that really cool. Yeah, you can't forget that there, that Marley has been kind of this global superpower for what, like the past nine years or so or something like that. Um, so it does mm. definitely make sense that they do have some sort of enemy who wants them taken down. Then it also reminds me of that that one lady in the last episode with the kimono. I always forget her name, um, but that kind of sh- I feel like that kind of gives us some some clarity on our theory that she might be working with uh, the guys in Paradise. Yeah, man, the the deep state intercolluding of countries, and mm-hmm. you know, I think that the way that this is going about is, I, I mean, it could open up that avenue perfectly. the The other thing that I know to be really it actually took me off guard just kind of a subtlety and maybe i'm reading too much into this but the the thing that the commander said was saying that this is different than war and the reason that he was saying that is because and i found this like really detached in a sense but he was saying that he doesn't know what the people on paradis want or even how they're going to attack and what intel did they like you know so essentially what he's saying is what intel do they have on them nothing Mm -hmm. so they don't know their intention um you could imagine that they went over there and wrecked a whole bunch of stuff and um that was wondering about an intention and of course if there's spies in there that they know then he can't like you know i don't think it's you know i i think it's okay to call myopic in the sense of you know you should understand that the main intention is probably revenge and then you know positioning themselves to attack quicker than you are and um you know get out of the way of the kind of the slamming blow of having marley attack when they're all situated again and it's it seems like that is really detached of him and maybe that also means that reiner wasn't being as truthful or zeke or like where is this coming from i feel like he's probably one of the more competent people in the military but I feel like that's a huge oversight and maybe just kind of a lapse in the writing of the Attack on Titan team who are actually writing in real life. Or am I missing something? Is there details that could give him the benefit of the doubt here? I, dude, I don't know. I like I am full agreement with you on everything that you said. Uh, like, I guess it just could be anything. Um, my best guess would just kind of be maybe a lapse in, in the writing, like you said. Yeah, uh, just one of those small ones. And um, I, I found that 
Well, yeah, maybe maybe it is one of those things, or maybe it's just kind of like leading up to such a suspenseful thing of like how are they going to attack and they make it makes you think of course we know that aaron's there and he blows up into a titan um due to the last episode but it's like you know what else is there gonna be yeah uh, also it or i'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit in the episode but it kind of seemed like he was surprised to see that aaron was there yeah like when mm-hmm. when aaron showed up he's like oh like it's aaron yeager he's the one who who came over. So that, that I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. But dude, I think that's actually a really good time to kind of push forward on the scene. And now after the handshake, we have, we have all the action. Aaron swallows up Willie, uh, which we have confirmation of. And now I think it, Aaron looks like a monster dude, like with that yeah. one white eye and the green eye and yeah. uh, that kind of menace, menacing growl. Um, he means business. Yeah, I thought it was so cool the way that they they like kind of started that that next scene where they had the handshake and like as they were kind of panning back away from the handshake, you heard Aaron's roar. Yeah, and then the next thing you see is like Aaron's eyes and his face, and oh, it was just so so awesome to see. And like, yeah, like you said, he does look like an absolute monster. I. That's one thing that we can pick up and like if you're listening and have been following along, like fully anticipate we've been mentioning this before, uh, especially in the last episode where they did this with the audio and scenes and not so much like noises, but or dialogue, sorry, not audio, but these guys love to and this might be the animation team or the director of how this is going about, but they love to like pair scenes and audio that don't match up perfectly. So it's almost like the audio um, is leading the scene in a lot of ways. And I think that also is a nod to like how great of a soundtrack this is and how much Mm -hmm. it matches the mood and stuff. But um, good pickup on that. And um, yeah, this homie's straight for business. And the first thing he does after swallows up Willie is and scares the living crap out of all the fans or the crowd. um, He goes straight for like the military like stand and just like almost belly flops onto those suckers yeah. and like takes out like knowingly saying like, I'm going to cripple your army to stop this from, you know, and take my revenge of course too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Homie like went like full body slam on him. That's what it looked like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got that TM. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> dude, I think in the Pokemon games, man, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you get that from, the SSN in like the first gens. So he, oh, he popped man. that dude. Yeah. Classics, man. Classic yeah, games. Right just there. Digging from the depths of all awesomeness right now. <laughs> Bruh, honestly, this episode, I mean, we obviously had like a slight um, dialogue through message before like coordinating for this, but man, I was so excited for this episode, just like awakening, just like nerddom in me mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, I can't help but, you know, get involved. And dude, here's another thing, too. Um, I guess I guess we can talk about this a little later when, um, you know, I'll save this for later. But I had a cool idea of a potential scene or a couple minutes worth of um, of episode that they could do next. But anyway, pushing along and I'll just keep that on a, on a footnote for us to talk about later. But essentially what we have next is kind of we have obviously a lot of civilian casualties. And then we see that 
the Warhammer was Willie's sister, which was the woman that we saw um, on the side of the scene, like in the foreground when they were panning at Willie. Um, if you guys want to go to episode four again, you'll see her uh, when Willie's doing a speech. And then we mention it in this last podcast that we did on episode four. But she she obviously gets busy, uh, unlocks the Warhammer Titan. And Chris, what was your first, I you know, I guess, what was your first impression of seeing the Warhammer Titan? You know, hearing all about this thing. Um, and, of course, Aaron also gets the jump on it. But what were you feeling or what were you kind of sensing once you saw that happen? Uh, first, I thought, I was like, wow, this. Because, like, Aaron, like you said, Aaron got the jump on him and just started pounding on them. And my first thought was, like, they, it can't be, like, this this week. Like, what is going on? And then kind of jumping ahead, you see Aaron just get pierced by this this spear thing. I I, I don't know what, he, what you would even call that. But then I was like, oh, this is this is about to get crazy. Uh, but yeah, like everything that I was feeling was just excitement and um and just pure like curiosity about like what was going to happen next. And I, there's so many things were running through my head, like different scenarios and stuff like that. But yeah, just pure joy watching this entire this entire fight yeah yeah i mean i think that it was like number one we haven't seen like titan on titan action for a while so mm-hmm. you know you know it was a long overdue and not knowing what this warhammer is about to we wanted to see that seeing aaron's new like let's say he got like new a new skill set and anything or anything like that um everything was like so so longly anticipated for this so I was feeling the same. And yeah, so like, you know, what we have is essentially Aaron's just like doing some ground and pound. Uh, if I can do another like nerd shout out, it's like the down B on Donkey Kong Super and Smash. Super Smash. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he gets like impaled by this. It, it sounds like it's going to sound like a really silly sentence that I'm going to say, but it truly is like this. It's a spiky spike. It's a spike with <laughs> spikes on the sides of the spike. Um, and you know, this is crazy because, you know, there was, you know, it it was almost like the advantage totally switched. Um, and I guess during that scene too, like you mentioned before, the commander was kind of just shocked to see Aaron there. And he did this really kind of masturbatory thing where he, he like, you know, the guys, his constituents and insubordinate or like, you know, subordinates were saying, um, hey, what are we doing, Commander? Like, all of these things are happening. Like, you know, what's the next order of business? And he was just staring. And then he shot, obviously, the most useless shot ever of his rifle mm-hmm. at Aaron. And I think it was just to say, hey, I was the first one to shoot. Um, pretty pretty lame. So I'm thinking that either the Commander is might be kind of a peacetime Commander in a sense where, mm. you know, when the pressure is up, he starts kind of being a little weird or funny, or um, maybe it's also the thing that, you know, the kind of the ruler of the country just got eaten in front of his face. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but it seemed like the homie was dropping the ball as far as uh, being a commander in that moment. But um, I guess he didn't have to, because the war Titan was uh, doing work. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was weird too. I, I, like now that I'm thinking about it, I, I wonder if it was kind of like him trying to like hype up his 
the his squad around him being like i don't know like mm-hmm. we got this i mean i but like at the same time you see him shoot that and they definitely don't got this so yeah it's like <laughs> what, what are we doing here guys yeah seriously man and you know it, it's kind of ridiculous that they even had they brought rifles out in the mm-hmm. first place like to set up um just off the fact of they know that we're they're going to be fighting titans probably being that that place has a couple of their titans and they're the same population that can turn into them um but once again maybe this is just kind of the uh the three stooges of <laughs> the marlian military but anyway back to the action um we're seeing like kind of the war titans or the war hammer titans powers and also, at the same time, I guess we have a couple side things going on uh, that I think is really smart to mention here. Uh, Gabby and, you know, Gabby and Colt are together and Zofi gets taken out by a boulder. Uh, Udo gets trampled. And so and a few other people die that Gabby knows and in front of her. And I guess Udo's not technically dead, but um, she's incensed by all that death. Pike and Poke actually find their way out of the pit just off of pure intellect by Pike. And at the same time, the Warhammer Titan, we're seeing the ability of kind of this materialization of objects. And not only is it like, you know, the like swords, the spike, crossbows, a mallet, all of that stuff. What do you think, Chris? I was curious and I wanted to hear your opinion, but what do you think would be the gnarliest thing that you think that Warhammer could conjure up? Oh my gosh. Oh, good question. I don't like, I feel like they can make absolutely anything that they wanted. So I I guess it's up to their imagination. (laughs) But let's say you were calling the shots. Let's say you had the Warhammer Titan. Oh, jeez. What are you making? Like if you're fighting an Aaron Yeager at this point. Oh gosh! If I'm fighting Aaron, I don't know. I'm making a lightsaber, dude. If I'm going full ner- nerdiness right now, I'm making a lightsaber. I don't care if it doesn't function the same as a lightsaber. I'm making a lightsaber. Just off of yeah, just off of the menacing factor, I think uh, you'd you'd have the edge just off of pure intimidation. I think. <laughs> what about you? That's a dude. I don't see. This is the thing, man. I don't like my questions asked back to me because then I have to think. But if I had to think about what I would use, I think that I would use a net. I'd create a net with spikes on it to just stop him from moving. Number one, because he's an active little homie. And then I could use the mallet from there. That's what I think I would do. I like the net idea. That's a great idea. And to be fair, though, I got it because uh, secretly the Warhammer Titan also put spikes into the ground. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, dude, that's actually extraordinarily smart being that seems like Aaron's more like mobile than it. So that would be pretty interesting. But, dude, this thing is a menace and um, no wonder they call it the Warhammer. But another thing that I picked up, too, is that it looks like a male Titan, even though it's a Willie's sister that is in it. So it doesn't look like Annie's attack Titan. And then a small point too. I don't know if you picked this up, but I'm sure you did. The, as the spiked spiked mallet was going through Aaron's like hands and forearms and just eviscerating him. Like they vaporized. You can't even, they don't exist anymore. Um, I picked up that one of the soldiers called Aaron, the attack Titan. 
Did you pick that up too? Yeah, I did. What was, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm thinking that it's just like this homie doesn't, didn't read the scouting report or something. (laughs) Um, but also, I mean, he does have like hardened hands, but still, I just thought it was like, what, what's going on here? Um, you know, and, uh, maybe a little nitpicky, but I just found that like, you know, almost like stuck out too Mm -hmm. much to not, you know, kind of be like, wait, what the hell? But anyway, so dude, we're getting, it's getting real, real spicy here. Um, and then, you know, one of the, one of the main girls shows up, bro. And so you could take it from there, dog. What pops off? Yeah. So Aaron absolutely gets destroyed. And then you hear the sound that I have been waiting for this entire season. And that's the sound of the ODM gear. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. And the one and only Mikasa shows up and, uh, like during that fight, the Warhammer Titan, uh, she says, uh, is it Ursper? Aaron Yeager, do you have any last words? And his last words are, now or never, Mikasa. And she pops up and just comes in and does just does everything that you would expect her to do. How'd you feel about that, that, that entire that scene? Doug, you know what, man? Uh, there is, there strongly could have been a little pre-ejaculate when I heard that ODM <laughs> gear wind up. <laughs> Dude, it was so sick. I was so excited. Um, and Mikasa flies in there and she blows the back out of the Warhammer Titan and it falls down. And dude, off the back of just something that is so cool and so actionable. And number one, Mikasa is looking battle hardened. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, I'm. you know what, man? I got to say it. She's looking like a man with that short hair. She's yeah. looking like a no nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like I'd, I'd rather fight Coney than her, you know, with when she has the short hair, <laughs> she's obviously way mature. But, um, the thing that I found is like, they stack really high action moments sometimes with like really, really rich scenes that you can learn a lot from, but this is a perfect example of it. And it says it says a lot. There was just a brief interaction between Aaron and Mikasa. And it was essentially it implied Mikasa said, Aaron, like, come home. You know, so, so like, you know, just stop this. And so essentially, I think what it does is it kind of validates a little bit of our theory that Aaron might have kind of gone possibly rogue or forced the mm-hmm. hand of paradise to come over here and do the things he did um which i find crazy man yeah i definitely caught that too he also said uh yeah he also said you guys actually came like i think that was a, a yeah, sentence that he said and it makes me wonder like was there a rift between the scouts and aaron like in that the four-year time frame that we don't see him so I do. There's a few things that I think about that, and it could possibly lead into this. Number one, I definitely believe that Aaron Aaron was, you know, going deep into the game to to be where he's at, right? Because he, you know, to actually like infiltrate that place, he would have easily would have had to do it in the in with like you know in the middle of that four year war that they had mm-hmm. with that other country, and also. You got to think, dude, like the coordination of the actual mission, like it seemed like it perfectly worked, right? So Aaron knew to call in Reiner to that place. 
um, at that right exact time. And then also Armin took those guys out. So I'm thinking there was some coordination, but at the same time, dude, I'm thinking that to have everyone in the same place would be bad. And also it's like, how is Aaron getting his messages? So he sends out mail, but it's like, does he ever get mail? Um, Oh, good question. So I'm thinking that possibly it could be one of those things where it's like, maybe it was just like timing. Like he was Mm -hmm. like, dude, I'm thinking there's probably going to be a couple minute gap in between where they're coming. Um, I'm getting my butt kicked right now. But dude, I also thought though, at the first, at first glance, like you did, I'm sure it's like, dude, was he just going hard in the paint without anybody as backup? And then he just kind of called out Mikasa as an I'm dead. Mm. Um, I mean, it yeah. seems something that reckless Aaron would do. But I was about to say that dude. typical Aaron thing to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I hope that it was coordinated because it seems very. Um, well, we later find out that there's like some really interesting, like, you know, coordination going on. And of course, you know, with all this spy talk, you got to believe. And we've seen Gene there. So I'm imagining that there was some coordination in between there. And it was just like, you know, a matter of seconds that they were off, but who knows, man, hopefully we find out and dude, this is exactly okay. So I'm going to revisit this point that I said, but now that we know that the scouts are there, which is so hyped, I would love to see, and I'm not sure. I don't think you've seen this series yet, Chris, but um, we've talked about it. There's a scene in Hunter Hunter where um, there's the timing of like, people getting ready for the biggest like move ever on like the most hyped arc, um, the chimera ant arc. And so I'm, I'm tra- going to try not to ruin it for you. Cause I definitely want you to see this anime, but dude, it is so cool to see, like, it's like they're preparing for war and it's like so well narrated and stuff. And obviously it's attack on Titan is attack on Titan. And I don't want it to be like Hunter Hunter, but I would love to see the scouts prepare for this thing mm. and like plan it out too on the other side, because I feel like it would be um, really exciting to see the interplay of stuff. And of course yeah. do it later on in the series or the season where, you know, nothing is going to be kind of like a ruined surprise or mm. unduly, but that's all I was thinking. It was like, I would love to see like the preparation for the scouts. Like where were they hiding? Where did they keep their gear? How yeah. would they do all this stuff? That would be cool. Kind of like a like a flashback episode, maybe just kind of seeing yeah, man. how everything went down. That would be really cool. Yeah, or just like the Willie, the Willie and the Commander scene. Like on their way over, they talk yeah. about kind of like what's possibly going to happen. But obviously, a little bit more rich. But dude, I would even take that, and I think it would be super cool to see. Mm, I agree. But further going on now. Um, we have the scouts show up and dude. All right. So this is another small thing, man. Tell me if I'm being nitpicky here, but we also see that the commander got blew up on the rooftop when the, when the scouts came and then he magically appeared in a building not too long after that without a scratch on him. Did you notice that as well? I did. Yeah. I did. He like throw someone's body in front of him. So he didn't get blown (laughs) up or something like, how does that happen? But I'm wondering also, like the people he was with the second time we've seen him, I wonder if like they were survivors of the same same thing or not. Gotcha. The, well, I just think like, you know, if there was an explosion, you'd be kind of roughed up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it didn't seem that way. And then 
finally, you know, in that building, somebody threw a grenade in there, which is cool to know that they have grenades. So it's like, dude, oh, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of tech, dude, that I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, And talking about the ODM gear, man, have you noticed that it was extraordinarily different? Like, you know, way far away different. Yeah, they uh, so that gear that they're using, I think we saw we first saw Kenny and his uh, squad of people using that. I don't know if it was the exact same thing, but Kenny definitely had the ones where they're shooting the hooks out of their hands or not out of their hands, but like with the the weapons in their hands. Mm, gotcha. So that yeah, that's exactly what I was picking up on. And it seems so interesting, too, where they place the ODM gear. And maybe it is just to like be better at fighting humans, but it's like right behind the the back of the the neck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that that would be like kind of like technically or like physics would just kind of not like that. Number one, you're taking you know the you know the center of gravity weight uh, further away from the center of gravity, which makes things unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another thing too is of course the you know the motor is loud so you know you might not be able to hear other people coming or you know people talking and then it seems like it'd be hard to remove from back there but dude obviously you know they've you know they've thought about this and i'm sure i'm missing something but i just found it weird but also of course we know that they have the original stuff um yeah because somebody close to our hearts comes through and um Dude, so we we kind of see everybody though, or the see the see the cool people. So we see Sasha, we see Coney. Um, we have this new guy, Flock. But who who were you like so surprised? I guess did did anybody mature in a way where you're like, oh, I didn't see that, didn't think that they would look like that. Uh, the only person that I thought looked like a lot different from their, I guess their past self in a way is just uh, Gene. Uh, but, uh, flock is someone we've met before. Did you know that? No, dude. Okay. Yeah. Holy cow. I got I something deep for you, dude. I got something deep. Okay. Oh, so, you know, the, the last, the previous season where, um, Zeke and Reiner and like the cart Titan, <gasps> they were all over on parodies Bro. and you know how, when Irwin was hyping the, hyping the squad up to, basically sacrifice themselves yeah flock was was that homie. yeah no way that's oh him. snap dude yeah. that's and dude. i think like what he was saying to gene in that like little sequence like it makes it so much more powerful because of like what he's seen and what he's been through like no one else has been through that because he was the sole survivor of everything that happened dude that is such a good call man that is actually really strong play just off of the memory game of that one. Uh, I was thinking that flock was kind of like this new generation of scout. And I kind of put it in the head of like, um, you know, it shows kind of the generations of the paradise people, like what they think about what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, but dude, that even makes it more. Yeah, you're exactly right. It makes it more powerful knowing that he literally like had the commander of the scout regime die in his hands. We're not in his hands, but saw the most horrific thing, uh, rode head on to his death. And um, yeah, I now see why he would he's like as hot headed and ready yeah. to get after it as he is in that thing. It's yeah. pretty interesting to see. I think also that interaction 
kind of gives more evidence evidence that there might have been some type of rift between Aaron and the the scouts. Uh, because like mm-hmm. in that he he said like Aaron's telling us something and then it kind of pauses for a second and says to fight. And he said we shouldn't just wait for our deaths in the walls. We need like what we need is a devil like him. And so I I don't know. I just like after I heard that, I, it just made me think even more that there there has to be something going on between Aaron and the rest of them that like separated them and like their ideals don't mm-hmm. match. Dude, that's actually a really really strong read into that, and I I really like that idea. Uh, just off of the the communication of words, that makes total sense because it's like if they were all on the same team, then Aaron would be exactly the same character or you know fit into the same character as all of them would but Mm -hmm. it's like a highlighting of him being uh, more so or even more radical than what they you know feel like they should be and i'm sure we'll see more of that come in the coming you know in the coming episodes but really good pick out on that one for sure thanks to one thing (laughs) yeah man have to give you props on me um one thing though that i found and maybe this is just me wanting to be kind of like make a stupid pun, but dude, Sasha of all people, ironically to me was looking the most like a snack. Um, <laughs> and maybe, maybe it was because she was eating all the snacks, but um, she definitely got older in good ways. And the Coney, uh, just for you who are you guys who are listening to this, um, all they did for that homie was they gave him sideburns. So they didn't really do anything for him. Yeah, and just made um, him a little bit taller too. Yeah, that's it. They really, really, uh, you know, used used the time saver on him. But <laughs> essentially, what we have is, you know, during through this fight scene is um, also here's here's another part of the coordination to kind of help my idea as far as like this was actually quite measured was they were. Number one, they're extraordinarily skilled at shooting people. Like it was like two shots and one was like a hit to the mass part of the body. And then one was a hit into the head. And I think that was Coney and Sasha doing it with the rifles that were on uh, Marley, I believe. And then also they were putting the lights on top of the buildings. If you had to guess, what do you think they would need those for? Hmm. This is going to sound crazy. But they're sending Armin in and just blowing up the entire place. You think so, dude? Dude, I like that type of crazy. That was actually a Wouldn't really cool best? idea. If they that would be so crazy. Oh man, it's a it's a really big stretch, and it's just like the stretch that I had last episode where we won't talk about it. But yeah, it'd be super cool to see Armin like get launched in somehow and just blow the entire place up like Berthold did. Mm-hmm. just nuke it essentially yeah. just like, no. the the only thing though i would love that idea to be true but the only thing that i could think being not so much of that is the civilian casualties that mikasa was really bothered about mm-hmm. and um also gene i think he was pretty bothered about that too i you know and even on the fact that they didn't shoot gabby who was in front of them as well yeah, uh, I think I think that might kind of push that idea away, but I could always see that as kind of, huh? That'd be so sick, though. That'd be really cool, and then that would yeah. kind of take. Maybe care it was of. if it was some kind of like last resort thing, like maybe yeah. their plan didn't go as well as they thought, and Armin just needs to come in and clean, clean some stuff up a bit. 
Yeah, bro. Just kind of like that monster. Yeah, like, dude, I think you're probably better at, um, you know, you, you're more involved in baseball than I am. But he seems like you would be that just gnarly, juiced out homie that's fucking clean up. You know, like the fourth <laughs> batter. Just the nasty. Just hitting that grand slam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Just sending it home. No matter how messy the field looks or like, you know, who's on what base, he's just cranking it always. Yeah. I think that's what Armin has to be as the colossal titan. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we have, you know, the Warhammer and and Aaron fighting and Mikasa's kind of like doing her thing. And I think this is actually really cool to see that um, you know, this is this is a total Armin thing that Aaron pulls, but he actually is like observing the Warhammer Titan and notices that the actual person isn't in the nape of the neck, but like hiding underground. And you know, I think that's also like a perfect, 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 perfect illustration of character development where it's like Aaron's been so hard, heavy to like rush into things. And even in this episode, though, even though he's like, dude, I'm here, I'm ready to make everybody pay. He'll like take a step back to problem solve, which I thought was so, so sick to see. And then it was a whole new idea of seeing the that people can actually like almost transmit their titan from other places it's almost like a work from home situation for uh <laughs> for the pandemic <laughs> oh man yeah i thought it was really cool too but do you think that's a like a specific power of the warhammer titan i wouldn't be surprised if it was i really wouldn't um and you know so i'm not expecting like people to start like using that but I thought it was like pretty interesting to see. Yeah. And then of course, once Aaron gets her and like, he's like, all right, let me snack on this little thing. Um, I, it's so sick to see that, like, just like a back shot of the jaw Titan. So poke. And like we mentioned before earlier, they got out pretty early, just as the Warhammer and Aaron were fighting, mm-hmm. just starting to fight. They got out. And so we see, the jaw like right behind and swoops in dude so let me what was your take on this scene when you saw you know the jaw like freaking jump from the back to aaron's neck and dude literally his jaw was over aaron and he was like dude so hyped he's like dude i'm gonna bite the shit out of aaron and i'm gonna get this (laughs) i'm gonna get maybe he didn't say that i did (laughs) but he he essentially was like super super excited and it was like a lock, dude. It was a slam dunk. He, he all he had to do was bite the nape in the neck, and he was done. Were you going through thinking like, dude, it's a wrap? Or you know, watching that for the first time, what was your thoughts? Dude, my heart like stopped. I, I was just like, this, it can't be. It can't end like this. But like at the same time, mm. I, I wouldn't put it past the creators to do something like this because they've done it several times before and killed off so many important people. Yeah. And I was just Jeez. like, where do they go from here? And then can I can I just can I say what happens next? Dude, you to be my guest. Oh my gosh. So big your fella. boy Gilliard thinks he has it thinks he has it on lock, like Jordan said. But then the one and only Levi Ackerman comes and saves the day, slicing Gilliard's jaw so he can't bite down. So, and so yeah, thug. what in, yeah. What what are you how, what are you feeling at this point, <laughs> Doc, Doc? I so 
Um, I missed this, but right in the scene right before that, did you know that they showed Levi from the back? No. Dude, so this is it. So this is how I knew that they um I was rewatching it and yeah, they show him for like a split second. And then he comes in, dude, and I was so hyped to see it. I was so hyped to see it. Where um, was he? So uh, literally, if you go back and watch it, um, right before he bites Aaron's neck, there's one scene before it happens. And I think it might even be less than a second long, but you literally see like a camera pan type of shot. And mm-hmm. then you see the OG ODM gear and it's Levi who's using it. Jeez. And so he's almost like standing up, like standing in the back, watching it all happen like a real gangster, as we all know that Levi would be doing. And then he comes in, dude, and it's so sick to yeah. see. Dude, I was so hyped to see my boy Levi. Holy cow. Yeah. I was home alone watching this at this point, and I was like, it's Levi. Like, I was screaming, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But it was so cool to see how, like, Gilead knew, like, right off the bat, like, who mm-hmm. he was. You're like, oh, is that Ackerman? Like, and then, like, you see the soldiers too. They like they all noticed that it was Levi, and and it's just like Levi is this feared being among those Marlians. It's just really cool to see like his, I guess, just his status among everyone over there on that, uh, over there in Marley. One hundred percent, dude. And you know what that means too? It's like it's like Zeke and Reiner, and I guess Pike in a way, but they literally were like, dude. Like they talked about Levi so much or had to explain to them so much about Levi that they knew him from look without even seeing him. Mm-hmm. I thought that and just was like sick. the way he was fighting. They knew Dude, like, yes. right off the bat. Yeah, also like, what I thought was cool when you first see the, the scouts, like they're like, Oh no, it's them. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's those guys. Like it was really cool to see that too. Like, the fear, the absolute fear that they like struck within them is cool to see. Dude, yeah. It's well, it's like it's so I've really loved the idea of like how fierce the scout troop is. And I know it's from attrition and just like having the most brutal lifestyle as warriors, but they are I think they have to be like some of the most feared and skilled like warriors in the universe. Well, I'm sure they are, being that this is about them, you know that they have so much screen time, but it's like, dude, they are literally like even the sound of them to like mm-hmm. a vet Titans, like Pike, the cart Titan. She was like, dude, no. Yeah. Like, like this, this is, this can't be. yeah. Yes. So crazy, man. It's so yeah. exciting too. It makes it so much cooler. Yeah. Did you notice uh Gillard, like what he was saying, like as he was getting taken down, like he was saying like, can't you see I'm a Titan? Like, why aren't you afraid of me? And then, like, he realizes who they are, and he's like, oh, shoot, I'm done. And then, like, yeah, the scene is, it's over. Yeah, dude. I loved it, too, because it's, like, he realized, and to see, like, this massive swarm of them, mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, dude. And the sound of the ODM gear, man, it gets me. Uh-huh. Dude, it's so sick. But here's, okay, so here's one thing, though, that I have to say. So we know that if the jaw tightens there, to be honest, I know that it's going to be like, I'm sure that he's going to get saved or something. He shouldn't, 
But the only thing I could think saving him is like, I don't know what they, we don't know what they've done with Zeke. And we also know that the, the cart Titans not too far off, but to be mm-hmm. honest, I can't see, I can't see the only Titan that I could see helping is Zeke at this point. And it's just, if he's throwing things, but he's going to have to accept killing so many other people. Yeah. So it's like, dude, they're, they're unstoppable in the city. They're almost yeah. unstoppable. And there's also the potential of him killing Gilliard, Pike, Brian, yeah. everyone. It's like, he's kind of like in a tough spot being so far away. Dude. Yeah. That's a really good point too, man. It's like, how are these, how are these Titans going to like play and fight with their special abilities and different things against it? You know what? Maybe I'll give it, I'll give it some credit. You know, the cart Titan with the machine guns on top that, you know, she carries people to like shoot. That Mm -hmm. could be the only thing I could see possibly being a thing, but it's like, maybe I just think that the scouts are just too OP. They're just so good. And you even see when uh, Pike tells them to like go get prepared, like they they said that it would take like ten to fifteen minutes to be fully ready to go. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's way too much time. Uh, yeah, it's too much time. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Because like, yeah, no way. yeah, he's getting closed in on already. But like, I don't. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't know how time works in this. I guess in this universe, really. But it just seems like I just feel like he's done. He has to be right. There's, well, I mean, he's literally like surrounded by Titans. Levi's like already on his way to his neck. Um, And Aaron, once he swallows the Warhammer Titan, it's like, dude, something's going to get torn apart. It's like, you know, that meme of that, um, dude, it's all over the internet. And this is the, uh, it's like, and people make renditions of it, but it's like that one white girl and then those like just <laughs> yes, 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 yes. i didn't i didn't want to describe it fully but i'm glad you know but dude that's what this homie's like at this point yep. he has no chance he has no nope. chance here <laughs> absolutely no shot no shot yeah. at all oh man so should we uh get the theories on what's happening next dude yes my man you already know let me hear it mm. you want mine first huh yeah yeah dude. all right let's do this um what do I think is going to, I think, I, I think Pike's going to show up for sure. Uh, Zeke, I think Zeke will eventually show up like later on in the episode, but I think Pike will be the first to show up. I'm really curious to see where Falco and Reiner are, like if they're safe. And I'm wondering if Reiner's even going to want to like fight. Cause I feel like he's lost all like will to do so. And I just feel like he just has nothing left to fight for. But at the same time, like him seeing all of this happen and him seeing Aaron like might create a spark in him to maybe maybe try and do this one last time. Um, but I think we're gonna get a, a massive battle between the scouts and the Marlians. Um, but yeah, I'm low-key hoping for that that Armin theory to come true t- too. Cause I'm really wondering where he's at too. What about you? I like a lot of I like a lots of parts of your theory. And I think that you're gonna be right as far as you know, we're going to see Pike in, in, you know, the cart Titan form. We're going to see Zeke at some point. I'm really curious to see what Reiner's about. Um, dude, but I think, you know, he, number one, I think there's two outcomes for Reiner. Either he literally like shuts down as the armor Titan, like, you know, sees, sees that the scouts are here 
And he's like, dude, I really don't want to have anything to do with this. I'm still like, you know, I'm a monster type of thing. Or he like rallies Mm -hmm. seeing that there's innocent people dying and stuff like that. He might just say, dude, I got to I'm a monster, but this is the one way I can redeem myself. That's the only thing I could see happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that makes it better for the story. I would. And then I would really like to see Aaron swallow the war hammer Titan, but it almost, I kind of don't want to at the same time because of how long they've been like hyping this thing up for, or maybe it's not the Warhammer Titan that they've been hyping up, but the, the image and the status and the power of the family itself. Are you Um, talking about the Tiber family? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, it's probably fair because we've learned a lot of good information uh, Mm. about the world through them. So I, I, I'm not really sure, dude. I'm, I know that we're also going to see kind of the fuller execution of this plan come through. Yeah. Um, but dude, I think it's a guarantee that we're going to get a lot more juicy action. Um, I can't wait to see more of the scouts like get involved and I really want to see them start using more swords. It's sick to see the, and I, and also I think that it's, um, it's going to be inevitable because they've been fighting with humans this whole time, which they need guns and like the kind of the grenades and the explosives for. But now that it's going to be kind of like more Titans, it'll be different dude. And also Mm. we totally missed out on this point. Um, so the commander funnily enough escapes from the other grenade, but this time he has a scratch on his head that's bleeding. So it's, uh, looking pretty serious. And, (laughs) (laughs) and also he's like, uh, there's ships coming in and there's going to be a whole bunch of more like, you know, support here yeah. too, which I, I think will, um, I think it might, it might um, kind of play a factor in some sort of way, or we might even see, dude, you know, it'd be super crazy. This is a wish list thing. I don't think it's going to come true, but if Armin is in the water or like oh. on the outskirts to like destroy any support coming in, that would be, be sick that would be awesome oh my gosh that also like that's why i kind of have that armin theory of him just like nuking everything because they're they're literally being surrounded by everyone and there's like no escape so maybe yeah, like, so like just blow a hole through so they can get out or like what if they like rode or armin out like armin just turns into the colossal titan oh, everyone snap. hops on and they're out That'd be pretty yeah, cool. Like nobody, yeah, nobody could touch him because he's and the like he just guy. literally walks to parodies because he's so big. <laughs> Dude, that'd be crazy, man. But you know, any regardless of whatever we think, there's a guarantee that it's going to be a crazy episode six of Attack on Titan. And I, if I were you guys, I mean, I would rewatch this episode, re-listen to this, and re-listen to a few other other of our reviews, um, because I think you're going to need a full head of steam going into this, because there's going to be a lot of action, a lot of information, and a lot of cool interaction between Aaron and the Scouts and Levi that we're going to be seeing coming up this next episode, man. I'm excited for it. Me too. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for having me on, too. I love doing this with you guys, with you and you guys. Um, but yeah, I, this episode was crazy and I'm just excited to be on this ride with you, man. Dude, I'm hyped for it too, bro. It's, it's really cool to, you know, share the journey with somebody. So anyway, man, thank you for hopping on this episode, this podcast. 
And thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for the next episode this coming week. Peace. Thank you.